Oh, yeah. God, I get goosebumps every time I hear that song. Well, a lot of Rush songs give me damn goosebumps. Not just that one, but uh, quite a few of them do. Hello, everyone. Grandpa the Nerd here. Welcome to Grandpa's Playlist, where I play you an entire album, give you some facts, give you some opinions, and just, well, shoot the shit. Um, hope everybody's having a good night. Um, uh, I know I am. Well, it's not really nighttime now, it's daytime. But, you know, gotta record it ahead of time, so when you guys hear it, it'll be night. But then again, that's when it airs. You can replay it anytime you want, so maybe I should just say I hope you're having a good day. That's what I'm gonna start doing, having a good day. So what do I have for us this week? Well, I've got an album that I really love, and I'm sure a lot of people who like the genre like this album. I hope they do. I've got for you... The 1989 release from Motley Crue called Dr. Feelgood. Yeah, Dr. Feelgood. Um, this was their fifth studio album, and it was released on August 28th of 1989. And I remember going to a... I think it was... I can't remember the, rec- the name of the record store. I lived in Chicago, and it was up in the northwest suburbs on Golf Road and I think Euclid. Uh, there was a big old liquor store across the street, and but I can't remember. Sam Goody's, I think it was. But I went up there day one and got it. Um, even went to the Feel Good concert. Uh, saw Girls, Girls, Girls in con. I I went and saw the Girls, Girls, Girls concert with my buddy in Georgia when I lived there. But I saw Doctor Feel Good in Chicago, and uh, man. I love this album. I thought Girls, Girls, Girls was a good album. Feel Good was awesome. Now, don't get me wrong. Of course, I like all of their albums. Yes, I even like... uh, uh, Shit, I forgot the name of it already. Uh, Generation Swine. I know a lot of people hate on it, and it does have uh, some stinkers on there, but I still like the album nonetheless. Now, Motley Crue now? Let's not get get me started, because I could go on about that shit. It'll probably come up at some point down the road of this episode. But for now, we'll stay positive. Uh, this is the o- this is their only album to top the Billboard 200. And it's the first album recorded after they started trying to get sober. So, now I'm not saying their drunk stuff and drugged out stuff was terrible. I'm just saying, this is a good album. But... Their old stuff was good, too. Yeah, it's good they got sober. You know, no one wants to see them, you know, drunk and acting like fools and ruining their lives. I mean, you know, who would like, oh, yeah, get drunker and fuck up your life? I mean, nobody's like that. But, you know, this, this you can you can tell there was a bit of difference with them. But this is a solid album nonetheless. So let's get it started. Gave you some facts. I'll give you more later. But let's get it started with the first two tracks and... Um, I usually do two tracks at a time, but there's only 11 tracks on this one, so I'll just go with the flow and do it however I want. But I'm doing the first two together because they kind of ru- ru- run together. So the first one is called TNT, Terror in Tinseltown, followed by Dr. Feelgood. So sit back, enjoy these. Uh, well, the first one's not really a track. It's 43 seconds, just a bunch of net noise and you know instrumental stuff. So it's not like it's, you know... Uh, a deep song or anything, but then Dr. Feelgood comes in after it, and we all know that's a good song. So anyway, sit back and enjoy the first two tracks here of uh, Motley Crue's Dr. Feelgood. 
All right, well, that was Dr. Feelgood. Now, obviously, look at my notes, but this is probably a given. This song depicts a drug dealer, the L.A. Sunset Strip scene, and drugs. That was obvious. I'm sure you guys were like, yeah, thanks a lot there, genius. But I would be, wouldn't be doing my job, wouldn't be doing the show properly if I didn't give you the info. Whether you know it already or not, that's not the point. The point is, I do my show, you take with it what you can, what you will, or and do whatever you want with it. But when that album first kicked off back then, whoa, I was like, damn, this is good. I'm a big, look, look, I do two music shows, spend four hours a week doing one, then I do this one. My music tastes span from all across the spectrum. I love music. So I hear music, it gets me going, and just, I love it. And, you know, having the Alzheimer's, I'm, they say music's good for them. So hopefully I will continue to enjoy music. So at least when I'm sitting in a chair staring out the window for six hours a day, someone will put some music on for me. So at least, you know, hopefully I still keep my love of music. I may not remember what I'm listening to or remember what I heard, but I just hope to always be able to enjoy the music. Um, this was the best-selling album by Motley Crue and is also considered the band's best studio album. Which I would agree. I would agree. Um, we'll get into more of the hoopla and stuff here in a little bit. But I do believe it is their best studio album. Even though I like most of their other stuff too. This is their number one. Uh, this was the last album recorded with Vince Neil until 1997's Generation Swine. So yes, after this, he was done. And it was a shame too. You know, they were finally on top, and he left. It was just, I don't know. One of those things. I mean, you can't get... You spend all your time with... See, that's what I... I've said this before in other episodes. That's what people need to stop doing. They need to stop hanging out 24-7 with their bandmates. And if you watch some of the... Like Metallica, some kind of monster and all that stuff. They, uh, Lars and James were going to kill each other. Well, okay, they weren't going to kill each other. I think Lars couldn't hurt... You know, anything. I think James was going to hurt him. Um, So it's like, you can't, you spend too much. Y'all need, future bands, if, you, if you're out there and you have a band, listen to me. I know you got to get together and write stuff and do stuff. Get together, write your album, get it all ready, then take a couple of weeks off. Then you come together into the studio, and you do the album, and then you stick, you stick through it. You're going to get hot, headed, and heated with each other, but stick through it. Get the album done. As soon as the album's done, take a break. Take like a month. Let the album simmer, and then start your tour. And when you're on tour, make time to do stuff on your own. If you spend 24-7, seven days a week with these band with your bandmates, you'll go from loving them to hating them. Don't ruin your band. There are so many bands out there that have gone on, but without certain members, and those members have had not the best life. So you need to you need to do what you got to do. It, yes, being in a band is awesome and it's fun. But if you're going to be famous and you're going to make money and you're going to be out there, it's part of a business too. And you want to keep the money flowing. So you've got to do what you got to do. Y'all need to stop spending so much time with each other. Because, you know, even married couples, you know, hey, they, they both go to work, they spend time apart. You can't be around somebody 24-7. It just, it, it'll drive a wedge. So that's what happened with Motley Crue. Well, anyway, let's get into the next song. Um, the next song would be track three, which is Slice of Your Pie. Um, I don't got any facts on this one. It's probably about pussy. 
Because, you know, it's a rock band, pie, that's how things were back then. I don't know if they, I don't know, I don't think the word pie is used much about it anymore. I think now they just, you know, call it whatever. I don't even know what the kids these days call it. But here's a slice of your pie.
All right, that was slice of your pie, and as we all know, it's about the pussy. All right. Well, Bob Rock, the producer, in an effort to keep them from killing each other and avoiding conflicts, had them each record their parts separately. And see, this is what I'm saying. They spent too much time together. Too much time together. Steven Tyler sings backing vocals on Sticky Sweet, which you'll hear later. Um, Tyler, Six, and Lee were friends, and Tyler was in Vancouver at the time recording Pump, um, which is uh, 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 one of their albums. And I'm not a big Tyler fan. Actually, I'm not a Tyler fan at all. I have... I don't like Aerosmith. Now I know what you're saying. Hey, how can you like? Night? I just don't like Aerosmith. I don't know why. Something. I don't know. Maybe he reminds me of somebody I hate. I don't know. I just. I, if somebody plays plays it in their own car, I'll sit there. Can I sing along to it? Well, yeah, because I know the songs. Do I like them? No. If it's my car, it ain't getting played. It's getting turned. But so there you go. But yeah, so he's friends with uh, Six and Lee. Um, the band credits their journey for sobriety. For the success of the album, as it's their most solid album. So, there you go. We'll get into some more facts in a minute. Um, now, I'm going to play you some more songs, because that's what I do. And it's more about the album than it is me. Um, the next two songs I'm going to play you is for Rattlesnake Shake, and then we'll progress right into Kickstart My Heart. And I'll give you my top three songs when it's over, but Kickstart My Heart. Now, that was their second single. Dr. Feelgood was the first single, obviously. Kickstart My Heart was the second single. Um, and the phrase, Kickstart My Heart, supposedly refers to Six's OD, when a paramedic gave him the adrenaline. But Steven Adler from Guns N' Roses says he actually revived him before the paramedics arrived. So it's a he said, he said kind of thing. But with Motley Crue, sometimes you're going to probably believe the other people than Motley Crue themselves. But I don't know. So... Sit back and enjoy Rattlesnake Shake and then the 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 most electrifying hit off the album I think Kickstart My Heart. Oh enjoy. <laughs> We're 
So I'm sitting here listening to the songs, and I just started laughing. I just started laughing. I can see the producer now. Go to your corner. Like, these fucking grown-ass men fucking acting like kids. So, like, it's just, it just kills me. Now, I know there was a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes with the boys. I get that. But like I said, spend too much time. Plus, from what I've seen so far this year and last year or this year or whatever... Nikki Six is turning out to be a giant douchebag. I'm just saying. He just, okay, he seems to be turning in. He seems to be a giant douchebag. The stuff that happened with Mick Mars is sad. You know, it's like then people coming out. Oh, he don't really play bass. You know, he didn't learn to play bass till well after, and we played bass for him. It's like I don't know who to believe anymore. Then the dirt came when the dirt came out. You know, I didn't. I don't. I don't do a lot of reading because I have an issue. Um, but I saw the movie on Netflix, and you're like, damn, this is good, man. This is a good story. And then you find out it's like bullshit. Then Vince Neil does his own little documentary on A&E or something, and you find out that they were bullshitting, and this is what really happened, and okay, this is what he said really happened. And it's like, damn, I don't know what's true and what's not true. Is the dirt bunch just a bunch of bullshit? You know, I don't know. It's just weird. It's just weird. But, I mean, look, I don't got nothing. I personally don't have anything against uh, Nikki Six. But, I mean, there's obviously a lot of people that do. A lot of people that do. So anyway, additional musicians who worked on the album include uh, David Steele from Fine Young Cannibals, Brian Adams, Jack Blades, uh, Rubicon. He was uh, in Rubicon, Night Ranger, and Damn Yankees. Robin Zander from Cheap Trick. They had a lot of people. Uh, Rick Nielsen from Cheap Trick, Skid Row, and Mike Amato. So they had quite a bit of people uh, join them on this album. So... Hey, they had what they had the tools. That's what I said. They had the you had a good producer. You bring in your friends and guests, but I just think it's weird that they had to do their part separately. Now I'll get into more of the drama later because, well, you know that's what we uh, drama makes the world go around. But you can go overboard with the drama sometimes. You just got to know how to sprinkle enough salt on the plate to get the good taste out of it but if you overdo it just leaves a bad taste in your mouth so yes you can use drama hey look i have a show the grandpa's music side show and i do a lot of shit talking and blasting stuff and i do that for entertainment purposes um i do this a little more serious here but that i do more for entertainment because you know if I just sat there and just acted normal, you know, it might be boring. This one, I act more normal because I'm doing an album. It's more educational and a little bit more of opinion. So I try not to be too goofy, but I'm goofy as hell on the other show. But that's just the way it is, entertainment. But you've got to have a fine line. You know, you can pick on people, but don't go overboard on what you do. Um, because, you know, but then again, you have to be careful who you pick on because some people get really bent out of shape these days. It's like, dude, have a sense of humor, would you? So, that's how, you know, so just, if you pick on people, take it easy. You don't want shit blowing up in your face. But, have fun with it. If you're going to do it, just do it right. But, I don't know where I got off on a tangent there. But, uh, yeah, the Molly Crew, it was such a, the Molly Crew machine was riding high, and it just all fell apart. Now, their next album they did, just their self-titled Molly Crew with John Karabi. I loved the album. John Karabi could sing good. You know, I personally, hey, if you ask me, they're going to keep doing this Motley Crue thing. As much as I like Vince Neil, I'm a fan of his. 
You know, I bought his solo stuff. He's a great singer. Well, he was a great singer. He's not anymore. And sometimes you got to give it up. You know what I'm saying? I think John Karabi should come back and sing for Motley Crue. But that's just me. Might get some boos and hisses on that one. But I'm just saying, you know, I don't hate Vince Neil. I mean, the poor guy has been through fucking everything. Loss of a child, you know, all that fucking shit. You know, I'd be a mess too. But at some point you've got to say, you know what? It was a fun ride and I enjoyed it, but I got to move I got to I got to stop. I got to move on. I got to do something else. You know, he could go out there and find bands, he could produce music, he could still write stuff, but I'm just saying, you know, and if you can go in the studio and sound good for a couple hours, yeah, do an album, but stay off the stage if you can't sound good, you know. That's all, you know, don't do voice, don't 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 pull no Millie Vanilli stuff. Just just stop. If, if you can't do it anymore, there's nothing wrong with saying, I can't do it no more. I, my, when my Alzheimer's gets really bad and I, can, and I can still do it, but I know it's causing problems, I'll step away. Because I don't want to be that person who does stuff and people are like, ugh, this sucks now. I mean, I already know I suck, but I don't want to suck worse. You know, I just finished up some stuff for my music moment. You know, I love doing this shit, but eventually it's going to come to an end. And I have to move on with that. So now we're going to get in two more songs. Uh, we're going to uh, kick in, uh, start in with uh, track six, which is Without You. That was their third song. Um, it's said to be about Tommy Lee's relationship with Heather Locklear. So, like I said, maybe. We don't know for sure, but that's what people say. And then track seven we're going to play. It's called Same Old Situation. That was the fifth single. A video was filmed during a concert at Alpine Valley in 1990. That's not too far. Um, and I, That's, I think, where I went and saw the Dr. Feelgood. So I didn't see him in Chicago. I think I saw him in Alpine Valley. But if you're familiar with the area, Alpine Valley is not that far from the border. It is in Wisconsin, but it's not that far. Um, the song is about a boy who meets two girls, and in the end, the two girls end up together. Whoa. A little bit ahead of its time there from 1990. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so anyway, it off with uh, Without You and then Same Old Situation. And I'll come back and I'll bore you some more. Yeah. 
All right. Well, there you have it. Without you and same old situation. Now, look, I'm just going to say this because I just got to. It's been eating me up. If it's about him meeting two girls and the two girls end up getting together in the end and he says same old situation, look, I really, really doubt that you came that he came across a lot of girls that he was with and then they ended up being a couple and leaving him out. Yeah, he probably had a lot of threesomes, let's be honest. I mean, he was a rock star, you know. You put enough Aquanet in your hair, you do anything. Now nah, I'm not saying that that's, you know, I'm just saying. So, I'm sure he had a lot of threesomes, and these women were doing their good old bisexual stuff. But to end up being just, oh, well, we're done. We just want to be with each other. I find that a stretch. I mean, I mean, if it did happen a lot, then there must be something wrong that he turned all these women gay. I'm just saying. Maybe, maybe he shouldn't have been bragging about that, because, you know... I don't know. I wasn't there. You know, I've never... Has Grandpa ever been in a threesome? Maybe. Has he ever turned anybody gay? No. If I did, it wouldn't be a problem, though. And I wouldn't be ashamed of it. I'd be like, hey, look, I suck so bad, she's gay now. I'd take pride in it. I'd I'd want a trophy. I'd want to tell the world, dude, I suck in bed so much, I turn women gay. I wouldn't have a problem with that. See... That's the difference between my generation and the ones we got coming up now. They're all touchy-feely. They just, everything hurts your feelings. Nothing really hurts my feelings. Yeah, you could talk about my mom and I'll get a little hurt, but hurt, but not to the point to where I'm going to rant and rave and throw a fit. My children and my wife, maybe. But for me, no. I, I can take it. I got thick skin. I got thick skin, so nobody's got to worry about this guy. Uh getting upset or to the point to where you know i cry and get mad and want to shoot somebody um now you're asking yourself will you skip the fourth single where's that well i'm gonna get to that here in a little bit so keep your pants on so motley crew i believe they are one of the greatest if you want to call i don't like genres okay i don't like genres but i've been, i've gone through that on other episodes i'm not gonna do it again um, so I would say in the hair band genre, I think they are the best. Um, I like LA Guns, I like Guns N' Roses, but for some reason Motley Crue just stands out above the rest. Uh, shit. I just thought of something. Okay, they're the second best. For me, Cinderella is top notch. Uh, they were more underrated, they were very underrated, and they're my number one. But Motley Crue is up there at number two. Um, but they were a good, solid band, and they wrote good music, you know, and if what's happened to them is terrible, you know, them kicking out Mick like they did, now, that new song I heard from Mick doesn't, doesn't, doesn't do it for me, not a big fan of it, but at least he's still going on, but to be kicked out like that, if, if he really, you know, this lawsuit seems warranted, you know, you can't spend decades with this guy and then just toss him out on his ass and say, yeah, we'll give you a little cut. That's not right, dude. He wrote songs. He was there. You can't... That's why I'm saying Nikki Six and Tommy Lee are turning out to be like douche nuggets. I like Mick. Mick's a good guitar player. Hell, Tommy Lee is a great fucking drummer. I just don't like the way they're treating him right now. Nikki Six, look, I have a thing about bass players. There's good ones, and then there's the rest. You know, and I can name you some good ones, you know, 
I, I do like Gene Simmons' uh, bass playing ability. Don't like the guy, per se. But uh, he's, he's a good bass player. Uh, Getty Lee. Obviously, uh, 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 I can't remember his name. Lemmy. Lemmy's an awesome bass player. There's good bass players out there. But unless you are a standout bass player, then you're just a regular bass player. I know my bass player friends may be like, hey, it's not right, man. But it, I just how I feel. Because, like, you taking justice for all, you barely, you can't even hear the bass. And anybody says, oh, I hear it. You don't. You don't. They've drowned them out. They even admitted it. And you can't hear the bass, but, you know, it still sounds fine. So, that's what I'm saying. If you're not a standout bass player, then you're just a regular bass player. And I'm not trying to, like I said, I'm not trying to be mean. But you're just not standout. And Motley Crue, when I think of Motley Crue, I don't think of any awesome bass lines or anything. It's the guitars and the drums. So... Nikki Six, he's he, I don't think I don't know where I stand on the whole rumors that he didn't learn to play bass until like girls, girls, girls or whatever, and other people are playing bass for him. I don't know. I wasn't there. I haven't read anything other than what's coming out now, and I know all this stuff coming out now is just people pissed off about what he did to Mick. So I don't know, and I'm not gonna say yeah he's a shit. I don't know if 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 he has been playing bass since day one, then he's just a bass player. He's just mediocre. He just he plays bass. Even if they say you know, even if it came out and they proved that he sang, he played every single bass line in every single album, I'd be like, okay, then he all those stories were lies. But he's still not. He's just a regular old bass player. He doesn't do anything special to stand out amongst the field. Um. But Mick's a good guitar player. Now, when it comes to music, it's hard to find people that stand out anymore because everybody's good. I mean, your Malmsteens, there's not many of them anymore. You know, that Nina Strauss is really good, and she stands out. But it's like everybody's... If you if you can shred, you're awesome. You know what I mean? I can't play a guitar for fucking shit. I can't play a bass either. So, you know, Nikki Six, for whatever it's worth, he's a better bass player than I am. But if you can shred, you can shred. There's a lot of shredders out there, and 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 you know if you can bang those drums, you're a good drummer. Um, but some bands out there are just middle of the road, average bands. They do good music, but they don't stand out. Uh, Molly Crew did stand out, but some of the aspects of the band, like Nikki Six, did not stand out. If you know what I'm getting at here, uh, maybe I'm getting people to hate me. I don't know. I'm just, I'm a weird kind of dude with weird taste and weird things in my head. And, you know, now that I've got the Alzheimer's, we obviously know I'm not thinking straight sometimes. So who knows? With me, it's a crapshoot. It's a crapshoot. I'm just thankful that you're listening. Just grateful that you're listening. So let's move on. We're going to go to track eight and track nine. And then we'll almost be done with this episode. Um, Track eight is Sticky Sweet. And track nine is She Goes Down. And I thought, in my opinion, you should have went down and then got Sticky Sweet. But, you know, they should have flipped them. But it is what it is. So here is Sticky Sweet, and she goes down.
Yeah.
You know, those are good words to heed by. Don't go away, Matt. Just go away. And and, and you think it's a slight. Well, I mean, the song was. But you think it's a slight to tell somebody that. Like, well, don't be such a dick. But it's true. Let's not have an argument. Let's not get into a big fight. Let's not fucking make a big deal out of this. Just turn around and leave. That's what's wrong today. People from both sides. And I'm going to say sides. Whether it's generational sides, political sides, religious sides, sides. People... Don't know how to just say, you know what, fuck this and walk off. You got to get that last word in. You got to feel that you're superior and you're more correct. Don't, man. Just walk away, dude. Life's too short. I know that now. I'm 52 years old and I'm dying. Let's just lay that out there. So I've realized now, life's too short. So let's just all walk away. Just go away. And... Maybe we, we'll we'll never, ever all get along. We never will. None of us will ever get along fully. It's just, that's just the way it goes. That's how things are. We're all going to have differences. But if we don't focus on those differences and fight tooth and nail about those differences, we might be able to get along a little better or at least not fight so much. Every time I turn around, people are fighting. So that's, not only is that a song to a girl, you know, because they're fighting and just go away. But it, it's it's something we could all do. Just don't go away mad. Just leave. Just just go. It's it's just go. So, you know, take those words. Never thought Motley Crue would be, you know, into some, uh, you know, message. But there you have it. Um, And then that first one before that was She Goes Down, which I'm a guy deep down inside. So I think that song is awesome because that's what we like. People who go down. Just... No, I'm not making excuses. I'm not going to try to hide it. You know, women say men are pigs, and they're like, not all men are pigs, but in some form or fashion, we are. But hey, I'm married to a woman who, you know, women do the same thing when men aren't around. They gawk and talk about men and look at that bulge, and they say they don't, but they do. We're all the same. It's just they're a little bit more secretive and quiet about it to where we're just, oh, I wish she'd suck on me. You know, we're we're a little bit rude about it, but we all do the same thing. All right, well, let's get down to the last song. The last song. And that is a good song that I really enjoy. I lost track for a minute, thought I had two more, but I only have one. I only have one. So, because um, I did, you know, she goes down to go away, man, blah, blah, blah. Anyway. This last song, track 11, is called Time for Change. And this song is probably my favorite. But you will know what my top three are when I get ready to roll out of here. So enjoy Time for Change.
Alright guys, there you have it. In its full glory, Motley Crue's Dr. Feelgood. Um, from 1989. Good year. Maybe. I don't remember it. No, just kidding. Okay, I have faint memories of it. But I remember picking up this album and being put in a cassette. Yep, cassette. Into the cassette player and listening to it. And when I got home, I stayed in the parking lot to finish it. Because I didn't want to stop. Awesome album. Will go down in history, I think. People can agree. As Molly Cruz, greatest album. Um, Especially now who they are. They're never going to come up with anything better than what they used to do. So, enjoy. I hope you enjoyed it. I had a great time. But let's all agree to disagree on the fact that Motley Crue should hang it up. Call it a good career. Nikki can go do 6am. Tommy can go do what he needs. Obviously, John 5 can find something to do. And Vince should stay home and play with his grandkids. Um, so, yeah. I think Motley Crue should fold it up. Um, but that's just me. And that's why I say we can all agree to disagree, because some people still love them. I just don't see how paying two, $300 to go see what they are now, it's just, I don't get it. But, it's not my job to understand other people, it's my job to just mind my own goddamn business. So, if you love the crew still, I mean, I love the crew, but if you love what they are now, more power to you. I'm not going to judge you, and I'm not going to fight you, because there's no point in fighting over it. I'll just go away. Ah, there you go. All right, well, I got a, I got a one more I'm getting ready to uh, do. Um, the wife's writing the script for it now, so hopefully I'll be able to record it next week. And uh, hopefully I'll have it for you. If not, we'll put a filler in there to, to, to take the place until a new episode. But I will tell you the next one is going to be Metallica's Injustice for All. And you know how I feel about Metallica and Lars, so it should be a very interesting episode, and you don't want to miss that one for sure. I'll probably get mad and blow my stack and break things. Who knows? Who knows what I'm going to do? But I'm glad you joined me today, and I hope you enjoyed it. And if you didn't, I'm sorry. And if you did, awesome. But like I said, come back. Um, my next new episode will be Injustice for All. And until next time, I love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. I like having the fans. Don't forget to check out my website, grandpas-playlist.com. That's grandpas-playlist.com where you can find merch with my ugly mug on it and other such designs. And if you like something, buy it. If you don't, eh, it's just for my cremation fund, so it's no big deal. Um, And that wasn't a guilt trip. That's exactly what I'm using it for. It's not like I'm using it to, you know, take a vacation or anything. I, I don't want my wife to have to go broke, you know, putting me in the oven. So with that being said, you guys have a great weekend, and I'm going to go out with one of my favorite songs from the Buzzcocks. This one's called Why Can't I Touch It? And I'll see you guys next time.